We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up? This is Sean Mary, and you listen to the Math Step Back Podcast. That's what's up. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning, ball in the airline center, we bout to get litty, Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up on the porch, how you reckon with his force, third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth, look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas, airline serving as the palace, young team and it's full of talent, want revenge, we accept the challenge, Luca carrying a legacy, what it take to be an MVP, being great, know it cost a fee, know it Really ain't that hard to see. Hold on, wait. Silence the critics, cause they never did it. Pass out Jordan, I woke up the city. Map shoot hot like we straight out the chimney. Go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy. Both triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50. Step back smoother, you know it's so filthy. If I get down on my team, gonna lift me. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back. No, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. And again, I just want to make sure everybody knows this. If you want to speak, send a speaker request. We'll get you in here. Uh, just make sure to hit that mute button if you're not talking. And, uh, you know, we'll, when we bring you up, you can unmute, unmute yourself and we'll go from there. But, uh, yeah, welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and DallasBasketball.com colleague, Matt Galatson. And Matt, before we get into some actual Mavs-related stuff, I feel like we need to start off with just giving our congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, because that was just uh, that was just an incredible series for, for them to come back from being down 0-2. They looked horrible in those first two games. You know, Giannis, he was amazing even even in the losses, and it was incredible that he even played in those first two games given that scary leg injury he suffered in the, the Eastern Conference Finals against the Hawks. But, man, I mean, that, that was absolutely incredible. And I know we've been, you know, pipe-dreaming for Giannis to come to Dallas over the last couple of years, but it was really refreshing 
and I was really happy for him. I, I don't I don't know if I've ever been more happy for a non Mavs player uh, to win an NBA championship than I was for Giannis. For him to take that uh, to to have that much faith in the Bucks front office and in his team, and despite all the noise, he could have entered free agency this off season. He went ahead and signed that Supermax. He said, no, I'm locking in long-term, and he is a, he's rewarded immediately for it, <laughs> winning a championship the first year uh, after he signs that Supermax. So very happy for Milwaukee and their fans. I'm happy for our guys over at the, the Eurostep podcast. They're also part of the Blue Wire podcast network like ourselves. Uh, very happy for all those guys. And – I mean, look, I, I know that this Bucks team, I know Chris Middleton is very good. I know Drew Holiday is very good. I know the overall roster is likely more talented overall than, you know, what what Dirk won a championship with and Dirk was older. But the similarities are still there. You know, Giannis, uh, he's, a, he's a guy that's loyal. You know, uh, he, when he didn't have to be after eight years in the NBA. He was loyal to his team. He took him to the promised land. Uh, he's obviously a lot younger than Dirk was uh, when Dirk won his title. So, you know, the, <laughs> the similarities may stop if he wins two or three more championships. But it was just refreshing to see that happen. And, I mean, what, what do you think about it? I mean, I know I was more of the, you know, Giannis pipe dreamer, and you were just like, ah, oh, I don't want him to do that because it's going to – they're going to mess up a bunch of stuff, and they did. But just overall, how would you feel about Giannis and the Bucks and those? I mean, you got to be happy for him, right? He's he he took a risk by staying in Milwaukee. That when when he decided to sign that supermax, there was zero indication that the Bucks were anywhere close to to what they accomplished this week. I mean, yeah, they were good. Yeah. They were, you know, one of the top two teams in the East, two or three teams in the East, but that wasn't really saying much at the time. You know, they, they had a disappointing 2020 showing, you know, it, it kind of looked like he was just going to be stuck up there being on a really good team for a while, but never really winning anything. And, and, and it's, and then when that stuff happened with Brooklyn, with KD and then Harden, and then, you know, on and on down the list, it was, it's like, wow, he's really just going to sit there and just make millions, and that's fine. But, and you know, maybe he wouldn't have gotten there had had Brooklyn stayed 100% healthy, but that doesn't matter. That's part of the game. I'm super happy for him. He deserves it. If there was one other player in the league that I could have picked to win a championship and, and cheer for, it probably would have been him. It definitely wouldn't have been Chris Paul. I'm so glad he beat Chris Paul. I hate Chris Paul. Uh, future Dallas Maverick, Chris Paul. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but, I don't. I don't think so. We'll get into some of that later. But <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, I, like, I, I, you can't help be happy for the guy. And then he goes to Chick Fil A the next day and orders a fifty-piece nugget. You know, not not five, ten-piece or twelve-piece, whatever they do. You're, you know, I'm not the expert on on chicken nuggets at Chick Fil A, but. 50-piece exactly. And then, on top of all of that, he unlocked a new drink in my life that is half Sprite, half lemonade. Oh, it's and amazing. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So, 
all in all, just like from top to bottom, and I'm super happy for him and Chris Middleton and PJ Tucker and all the guys on the on that roster that have been hunting for a championship for a while. Uh, Drew Holiday's another one. It's a collection of like really likable dudes, as opposed to if like Brooklyn had won it. <laughs> or, or Phoenix, for that matter, had won it. I would have just been like, "Well, eh, fuck those guys." <laughs> well, I mean, it just just as a basketball fan overall, I just I really enjoyed the finals as a whole because there were so many defining moments. Uh, you know, Giannis had that uh, that big block on on Aiton. You know, Aiton was going up to finish a lob from Booker, and he blocked uh, Aiton's shot. And we thought that was the most defining moment of the series. And then <laughs> in a pivotal game five in Phoenix on the road, uh, Drew Holiday just completely rips Devin Booker, goes down the court. Giannis comes sprinting out of nowhere and uh, finishes off the, the mo- one of the more incredible alley-oops I've ever seen. He finishes despite the cheap shot from Chris Paul and he gets the and one. So... It was just extremely entertaining. I'm sad it's over, but, you know, now we have less than a week until the NBA draft, which is going to be Thursday this week, I believe, and then August 2nd, which is the following, I have to look at the calendar, it's either either the following Monday or Tuesday uh, after the draft, you have free agency now, so... Mav stuff is coming up quick. There's a lot of rumors. You know, there's a lot of stuff to sort through. We've all been wondering how this new uh, front office of Nico Harrison and head coach Jason Kidd, if if them being, you know, likable to a lot of players around the league, if that's going to help them in these departments. Well, I mean, it's here, Matt. We're, we're about to find out fairly quick uh, if it makes a, as big of a difference as some people think it will. So, uh, I mean, what what are your thoughts – on some of these rumors that we've had this week because, you know, the Kawhi thing, Kawhi Leonard, that's been a rumor that's, you know, it's not a new one. It's been around for a few weeks now. We know the Mavs are interested. Uh, Given what, you know, what I've been told, uh, talking with Mark Cuban and everything, uh, you can, obviously he doesn't mention names specifically, but you can, based on what he's told me, you can make an educated guess and say that Kawhi Leonard is going to be their plan A. <laughs> you know, that, that that's going to be what they go after first. And then uh, I think they'll have a good idea on if they have a legitimate shot at getting him or not before August 2nd happens. And then, you know, if, if it doesn't happen, then they can move on to their plan B, C, whatever it is. But I do think Kawhi Leonard's first. and. Uh, Mark Stein on his green room yesterday, he mentioned that, you know, it's it's no longer a sure thing, like that Kawhi Leonard is going to stay with the Clippers. Uh, everybody was saying that that's basically uh, the most likely scenario that happens. And then yesterday he said, well, that's not a sure bet anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I personally think there's a good chance of it happening. Uh, you know, I think this is one situation where, we always talk about it. The Mavs have one of the best training staffs in the in the NBA. And under normal circumstances, it probably doesn't move the needle much with guys like this. But I think in this particular situation with Kawhi Leonard, he's 30 years old. Uh, he's going to miss most, if not all, of next season with the partial ACL, ACL tear. Uh, 
you know, he's played against Luca in the first round two years in a row. He sees what he can do. Uh, I think everything combined, you know, with Luca, the training staff, the new regime with Nico Harrison, uh, Jason Kidd, you know, he's able to get along with superstar guys. We saw it with LeBron James and Anthony Davis when he was an assistant coach with the Lakers. So I kind of feel like the stars align a little bit for this to be a legitimate possibility. I don't know if it's like a full-blown pipe dream anymore. Uh, like, I feel like there's a legitimate shot of it happening. Because, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that don't want to waste a year. But I just don't think you waste a year if you go out and sign Kawhi Leonard to a long-term deal. I think that's still the best-case scenario for the Mavs this offseason. I mean, yeah, it's – it's um. I think it's the best chance, the best legitimate chance they've had at a superstar in um, really in the last decade. I mean, that I mean that kind of um, assumes that you don't consider Darren Williams a superstar. Um, Dwight Howard, I, I mean, maybe that's the last one, but in almost a decade at least, you know it. It's been a long time, to say the least. Uh, and the idea that they have a legitimate shot at, at you know, what is potentially, when healthy, one of the two or three best players in basketball, uh, alongside, you know, LeBron and KD, it's, it's really exciting. Now, it's obviously, we talked about this quite a bit uh, in the last pod. There's, there's risks involved there. Uh, there's there's the injury thing. There's the you know the his propensity to to be a little bit difficult to deal with, and, and, and on and on the on and on the uh, you know down the line. But with Kawhi Leonard, all of those things are worth the risk. <laughs> you don't pass up on a chance. Absolutely, to get, you, you don't pass up on a chance to get Kawhi Leonard because uh, you're scared his knee might not heal completely. You, you if you can get that man on your team, you do it. And then you worry about the rest later. Maybe you don't sign him to a five-year max like you did with KP, which was um, looking like it's going to be a historically dumb idea. But you sign him to a two-year deal, which is what the guys like that want to do anyway. That's what LeBron does. That's what KD does. So it's 1,000% worth the risk, a million percent worth the risk. And um, that the fact that they actually have a legitimate shot at that is very exciting. Yeah, and I'm going to bring this one up, and then I'll I'll bring up our first speaker here, too, because I know we've been talking for a while now. Uh, but, you know, now it's come out, Jake Fisher, uh, he reported that, you know, Bradley Beal, he could be requesting a, a trade before the draft. You know, he's he's going to, if he's going to do it, he's got to do it before the, dra- before the NBA draft, which is this upcoming Thursday. Uh, and then you have, the Mavs weren't mentioned in any like rumors or reports or anything about Bill, except for one, it was that Legion Legion Hoops guy, Ross Legion Hoops or whatever on Twitter. <laughs> he said he said a team to watch out for uh, with potential Bradley Bill trade the Dallas Mavericks, and I I just kind of sarcastically sent a uh, thing to you and Kirk like, well, we're definitely not getting Bill now, guys, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I, that's the only thing we've seen that, that actually links the Mavs to Beal. And, I mean, look, 
if you're comparing the two, because I've seen this argument on, on Twitter all day today now since I've been talking about both guys, some people are like, well, I'd rather have Bradley Beal. And, I mean, I can see the argument for that, and I love Bradley Beal. If he, if he became a Dallas Maverick, I'd be ecstatic. There would be nobody happier than me if, if that happened. But, you know, if we're comparing the two, and it's like, okay, we could get Bradley Beal via trade now, or we could get Kawhi Leonard long-term in free agency, uh, even though he's going to miss most of or all of next season, I would still pick Kawhi Leonard. Because if you trade for Bill, you're going to have to trade the farm. You know, you're going to have to con- completely strip your your roster and your picks for the foreseeable future, which the Mavs don't have that many to begin with to offer. They can do pick swaps, and they got, you know, 2025 and the 2027 first-round pick they could offer up. But, you know, I mean, I just – and, I mean, look, I'd be okay with that because Bradley Beal is really good. I think he's worth it. But if you're just comparing the two players when healthy and you see what Kawhi Leonard has done, what he's proven in NBA Finals, and uh, he just he, he turns it to a whole different level in the playoffs. Uh, he's a top five player. He, he plays both ways. I mean, I just I, – I would still take Kawhi Leonard, even with him missing all of next season – over trading for Bradley Beal right now. And I mean, look, I mean, neither one, I mean, there's a high chance that neither one happens. But I'm just saying, if we're comparing the two, in my eyes, I feel like the Kawhi thing is more of a, it's more of a sure thing to get you a championship sooner, even with Kawhi missing next season, given what you'd have to give up in a trade uh, for Beal. Because, I mean, you can sign Kawhi Leonard outright this summer if you wanted to <laughs> and still have a lot of a lot of good role players. It's like what we've talked well, about many times before. You know, a lot of these guys on the roster just need to be knocked down t- the talent totem pole a little bit from where they're at. Well, I mean, if you sign Kawhi Leonard outright, <laughs> when, he, when he comes back, it's going gonna, it's gonna to put your roster where it needs to be. Cause well, this is also assuming players. that this is also assuming that Kawhi Leonard uh, fits into Bob Volgaris's analytics plan and Mark Cuban does, decides he doesn't want to film Shark Tank the night before the meeting. Look, here... I'm joking, say, I'm joking. I, I know, I know you're joking. I, I was going to say, I, we can't say anything like... I can't, I can't get into it. I'm just going to say that I don't think Bob Volgaris is going to be... Uh, technically be with the Mavs past free agency. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we we have rambled long enough. We're going to start bringing guys up. Uh, GD Moore was first. Let me see. How's it going, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, So I've been, uh, you know, on Twitter, as I do, and uh, been seeing a lot of Mavs fans, you know, making takes, discussing things. And um, there's been, I don't know, a minority sect of fans that I've seen emerge that have been saying kind of along the lines of like, hey, Kawhi, it's too risky. Like we're out on Kawhi. Like I, we shouldn't sign Kawhi. The injury risk is too much. And I'm just sitting here reading this, thinking like, guys, it's Kawhi fucking Leonard. What the hell? Like, well, how how can you possibly have this opinion? Uh, it, first of all, I mean, we would be absolutely fortunate, lucky. Uh, it would. I, I, there's no words. Like, we, it's a pipe dream, frankly. The the idea that we could get Kawhi. Uh, and the fact that some people are out, quote unquote, on Kawhi, it just makes my brain explode. Um, and I did, I also saw the thing on, on Beal and, uh, thought it was hilarious because I just, I mean, I would love to trade for Bradley Beal. I just don't think that in the grand scheme of offers that teams are making that the Mavs could put together even remotely the best package. I mean, the Warriors would probably give up Wiseman two picks and Andrew Wiggins. I just don't think right. And look that offer. So right, and that's another thing too. It's like Kawhi Leonard is the better player. He would be the better the better fit, and he would raise your championship level a whole lot faster, in my opinion. You know, once he comes back from his injury, and yet he still remains a more realistic option than Bradley Beal just because of the Mavs' current trade assets. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you sign Kawhi Leonard and you become a championship favorite the second that he's on the court. Luka and Kawhi together is unbe- like that's unbelievable. Uh, that's a level of talent that we have, I would argue, never seen paired together in Dallas on a basketball court. I mean, that's a borderline super team. That's insane. Kawhi Leonard and Luka Doncic, especially, and I, I don't like KP, but if KP is spacing the floor, 
and creating space and room. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I think a far more realistic option and, uh, I think X is in the chat, so he might like this is, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. I think there's a good chance that we could make a run at Dinwiddie. Um, it's kind of growing on me the more that I read about it and think about it and hear about it. Um, I'm really, really interested in John Collins too. I went on uh, Mark Stein's locker room yesterday and asked him if there was any movement in Collins's direction on whether he's going to stay with the Hawks or not. And Stein said basically that they expect that, you know, Collins is going to get a massive offer and the Hawks don't know if they're going to be able to match it, which I mean, that to me sounds like uh, there's a chance. Um, but yeah, if we could get Kawhi Leonard, I mean, come on, guys. It's Kawhi Leonard. It's Kawhi fucking Leonard, guys. Come on. Yeah, well, yeah. also, the the other thing on that in this Kawhi-Bradley Beal debate that, you know, people are kind of trying to have right now, I think it really kind of boils down to one thing, um, and that is which of those two players won – can elevate your team to a championship level and two has experience doing that already. Uh, and that's ob- the obvious answer to that is Kawhi Leonard. Br- Bradley Beal is a great player. He's an, an incredible scorer. He's one of the most talented basketball players on the planet, but he has been with a Washington franchise that is just a great big pile of crap and he hasn't been able to elevate them past anything. You know, he like, for example, he has not been able to do with what Luca has been able to do with maybe not as much talent, but if you take Luca off of the Mavericks, they're a G league team. So I feel like Bradley Bill's Beal is kind of in a, a similar situation of Washington. And, that's kind of where I draw. That's kind of where I'm. Where you you kind of have to make the difference between those two players because I just think they're they're two totally different stratospheres. And, and Kawhi is way way up here, and Bradley Beal is is a very very good player, but he's just not that. Yeah, and I, I like the Spencer Dinwiddie idea. I like the John Collins idea. I mean, I'm going to have to share this on Twitter later because I did it last off season too, but. It's my flow chart. <laughs> it's my my very detailed, very uh, specific flow chart that basically tells you what kind of guys I'm interested in the Mavs getting. And it's basically like, well, do they make the Mavs better? Oh, they do? Okay, sweet. I would love to have them <laughs> this offseason. Uh, do they not make the Mavs better? Well, then no, I don't want them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's the kind of situation we're in here. I mean, obviously, we want the bigger guys. Uh, we pipe dream about the bigger guys. But, I mean, we the Mavs just need more talent influx. They need something. You know, if they just had if they just had a guy like Spencer, and I know I know he was injured, so this past season, this specific example wouldn't matter anyway. But just say Spencer Dinwiddie was healthy, and they had him. Uh, this last season in the playoffs. I mean, I think that's enough to get you over the hump. I don't even, you know, that series might not even go to seven games against the Clippers. <laughs> I mean, that's how close they were to, to winning. 
and then who knows what happens, you know, from then on. I, I honestly think they would have made it past the Jazz in the second round. I think KP would have had a much better matchup. Uh, you know, the the like we said before, the Jazz they they're not going to be able to bench Gobert the same way the Clippers were able to do with uh, with Zubac. So I, I think you'd have a, cha- a chance of going to the Western Conference Finals then, and that's probably where it it ends against Phoenix. But um, I mean. I, I, as much as we've harped on the Mavs need upgrades, and they do, there's no doubt about that. I think they're closer than what a lot of us think because Luke is only going to continue to get better. He's only 22 years old. It's insane. Like I know we, it feels like we're, we're harping on this all the time, but I mean, it's just insane to think about what all he's accomplished so far individually at the age of 22. <laughs> he is he is just insane and we're ag- we're going to continue talking about Luca here in a little bit and his uh his upcoming um his first time being an Olympian uh, with the Slovenian national team and we're going to talk about their chances uh as our last thing we talk about here today but i mean yeah i i don't think the Mavs are that far off from getting into the second round and then seeing what happens from there because as far as guarding Luka goes, you know, playing against a healthy Paul George and Kawhi Leonard team two years in a row, I don't know if there's anybody else in the conference that can even hope to guard Luka as well as those two. And it still didn't matter. He still gets his numbers. Even with the ro- even with the roster, you know, being lacking a little bit. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. So... You add a couple more guys on there who can get a shot when they need it or help distribute the ball and everything, and I think you're you're going to see a big difference. So, all right, our guy Christian is next. Christian, what's up, man? Hey guys, how you doing? Ah, doing good, man. It's uh, I kind of like doing these on Saturday. I I wanted to do it during the week. It didn't work out. We're doing it here today, but I, I kind of like it. Don't have to. Yeah, definitely can't beat it. You know, everyone's able to kind of just relax, enjoy the day, and it kind of timed up perfectly with uh, Luca playing tomorrow. So, you know, should be fun. Um, just back on the initial point, of course, if Kawhi says that, hey, I want to come to Dallas, like, you do it. Like, there, there's, there's legitimate concerns, and I'm not trying to um, – you know, say that it's, you know, inaccurate or, you know, you shouldn't worry about anything. He will miss a year. He, you know, has been a finicky kind of guy, you know, leaving the Spurs. Now it looks like he could possibly do that with the Clippers after basically forcing his way there. You know, there's a lot of concerns. But if you tell me, even if he only signed a three-year contract, right, that we get two years of Kawhi Leonard, you know, we have a great medical team, trainers, you know, so on and so forth. I really, when I look at that lineup, and then I think if we get Kawhi this year, it would kind of set the stage, like next year's the priority. We'll kind of fill in some space this year, but it allows you to be so creative and kind of think through things, really gearing up for the next two seasons. And if you tell me that we have, 
Kawhi and Luka, which then would allow KP to be the third option. And I mentioned this before. When you, the the Clippers, A, you're taking Kawhi away from them and gaining a Kawhi, and we see how dominant he is. But they were so effective in kind of stopping our offense because they would put Kawhi on KP, and then we couldn't run any pick and rolls with KP, and they relegated him into that role because KP, just frankly, isn't a secondary star. And, but if you do make him that third option, I think it could be lethal because when you think of the attention that uh, Luca and, you know, obviously Kawhi would garner, I mean, KP would have wide open shots the whole time. The question I would have, let's just assume just for, you know, obviously this is pre-agency. We could just kind of have fun with it. In your guys' opinion, if we sign Kawhi today, he signs a three-year deal. Would you want to move KP to either open up cap room or trade him for, you know, a few different role players? Or would you rather roll with KP as the third option, you know, going into next season, et cetera? That's an extremely good question. I'm glad you brought it up because, I mean, we've been saying it, – it's basically what I said all last year too because during the regular season – you know, obviously KP, he, I think he came back a little bit sooner from his meniscus injury than what he probably should have. And cause you know, I mean, he, he eventually worked his way into uh, a little bit of an offensive groove, uh, you know, in the second half of that season, but his defense just was never there. Uh, he didn't have the lateral movement. It just, it just didn't seem like he was all the way right. So for him to not have another injury, the rest of the season for him to not get injured in the playoffs and to go into this off season healthy for the first time in his career. And I've said it before. I, I really think he would excel in a, in a, you know, if he was the third guy, not the second guy, he's not a, he's not a real co-star. I mean, if we could go back to, you know, how he was in the bubble when we got that kind of version of KP all the time season round, then yeah, he could be a, a legit two. But I don't think that's the case. I think as a three, though, I think you're exactly right. I think he could excel in that role. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for Kawhi guarding him in that Clippers series, he probably would have had a better series than what he did instead of just, you know, being <laughs> being sent to the corner and just told to space the floor. Uh, so, I mean, I... I lean towards, you know, if they're able to sign Kawhi and given uh, the circumstances around KP, like, I get it. I I was as frustrated as anybody was last season with KP. But given that we're kind of in uncharted territory here where he hasn't had as much time, like, every time a season starts, he's playing catch-up because he's been having to rehab and he's just not fully ready to go at the start of the season. It takes him a couple months to, you know, really really get his feet under and really get, catch his groove. So I think it's going to be a little bit different this year. And I'm excited. I, I would be excited to see what he could do um, in a uh, a third star role. And then if he is healthy, like I think he will be to start this season after what he's – uh, doing this off season, even if Kawhi is out for the entire season next year, 
Uh, if KP is completely healthy, then, I mean, that's enough to get you into the playoffs. We've seen it. I mean, if he can stay healthy and uh, play how we saw, you know, before the meniscus injury, well, we, ju- we just have to see. We don't know yet. But, I mean, I'm – I would be hopeful and I would be willing to give it a shot with KP as the third guy. And that's another upside to the Kawhi thing. You can sign Kawhi Leonard outright and still have KP. <laughs> and that, that that likely would not be the case if you go and trade for Bill or somebody else. You know, uh, you'd have to match salary. And I saw somebody mention on Twitter earlier today, well, maybe you could get into the Bradley Bill sweepstakes if you were willing to take on Russell Westbrook's contract well and if you get into a situation like that then maybe KP becomes more relevant in trade talks there but uh, Matt what do you think about that I mean where are you at on KP because I mean it's just the fact that he's never been in this kind of situation it's bad that it's bad that uh you know he hasn't been healthy going into an offseason up to this point but it is a fact that that's what's happened now, and I think. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I we all know what my frustrations were with KP. Um, I was probably the last one to get frustrated with him too, out of our little, uh, our little group of of NBA reporters that we're friends with. But you know, I, I am, I am a little bit more confident given the off season of work that he's going to have healthy and all of those things that you talked about. Um, it, it makes me feel better about what he could do next year. Um, and also just with, with a new, a new head coach, a new, new scheme, a new, new everything, you know, that could also really potentially help him. I just, I don't know how long of a leash he's going to have. If you know what I mean? Like if he comes out and he has, a lot of uh, like a, a short period of time, maybe the first like 10, 15, 20 games where he's playing just like he did last season. And, you know, it's everything, nothing has changed. Then I think they probably have to look at moving him. But if you go out and you get your, your, your Kawhi Leonard or your Bradley Beal or whatever, you, whatever you end up getting this summer and, and, and KP can shift down into that third role, then I think that's not only beneficial for KP and the Mavericks, but it's beneficial for the rest of the roster. Um, you know, you don't want guys like Dorian Finney-Smith to be having to score 15 points in a game so you can beat the the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> so you need to add more talent to the top end of the roster so that the rest of that roster can shift down into what they're comfortable doing, like we've talked about. And if 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 keeping KP and getting someone like Kawhi is the path to do that, then obviously you do it. And, um, you know, you just kind of see what happens there with, from, with KP. It's just the, obviously the risk that you face with that type of roster is, you know, is are uh, Kawhi and KP going to be on the floor together at all ever? <laughs> you just <laughs> you just don't know because because of both of their injury histories. Like he, and we're not. I'm not even talking about next season. Obviously, Kawhi is going to miss most of most, if not all, of next season. But the next year after that, you know, how many games is Kawhi going to sit? How many games is KP going to have to sit? Are they are they going to be you know relatively all of those things? It's just, it, it's it's kind of scary. But the the um, the upside of that is. Just frankly, oh, the, the, enormous. 
Oh, the upside is is unbelievable. <laughs> you if let's say let's say everything goes right and you know this ends up being a huge off season for KP and it goes you know the way we all hope it does with him being able to just focus on his game and not having to rehab and you know he's he becomes more of what we thought he would be then by the time Kawhi Leonard comes back then you really have something there <laughs> you have you have close to a super team if if you're getting that kind of production now from from your top 3 guys so i don't know we'll see how it goes ethan in the chat down here he said he could be moved thursday <laughs> that would be that would be very on brand for us to be talking about this and then kp gets moved uh, on draft night, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm gonna bring up one more speaker here. Oh no, two more speakers here. Okay, Ike's been waiting a while. Ike, what's up, man? What's up, Dalton? How's it going, man? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you as well, man. What you got for us? Um, one of the things that um, well, I got a couple questions, but one of the things that not only um we need to be mindful of as far as like, yes, one, you know, a lot of us kind of argue about, you know, prospective free agents and acquiring them. And then there's a counter argument about fit and all of that. But also one of the things we have to be, I think needs to be kind of on the to-do list is aside from a talent infusion on the team, we need, we need some, as PJ Tucker says, we need some dogs. We need some guys who would like, an edge or, you know, with that plays, you know, plays with the edge with somewhat of an attitude and stuff like that. Like, I don't, I don't a know. Real, how you... A real, a real dog, not, uh, not Josh Richardson <laughs> and James Johnson. Right, right, right. Exactly. Cause I, I don't know how you guys would, would describe, I guess the team that I, I would describe them as, as, I don't think they're soft. I just think they're very like even kill, you know, kind of, I don't want to say like I guess laid back or whatever and stuff, um, but you know Luca's kind of the only one that really like plays with like a consistent edge. I would say maybe Dorian Finney-Smith as well. Uh, maybe you can throw in Tim Hardaway as well. But um, yeah, uh, so th- that's kind of one of the things. And um, <clears throat> I know um, uh, X is gonna get on me because I'm kind of I kind of somewhat wave the uh, John Collins flag even though I know most likely we won't be able to get him, but it, it just kind of uh, coincides with the thought process of, you know, he's, he's one of the most talented young guys. And I think that's the thing we have to be mindful of is, you know, getting the young talent to kind of couple with um, Luca. And then with my other point is uh, along with the, the whole fit argument is let the, you know, get the, get the talent, let the coaches figure out fit. And one of the things I know the argument with, uh, KP, uh, the potential KP and, and John Collins is, oh, they won't work together and that uh, they won't you know, play well together. That'd be a disaster, whatever. And while that might be valid, I think the thing we need to be mindful of is like, that's probably more valid under Carlisle, but we don't know how that will look under a Jason Kidd. So while yes, it still might be valid, but we don't know what the actual defensive philosophy will be of J kid. Maybe it'll play more to their strengths and where, where they could actually stay on the floor. But I kind of want to hear your thoughts in regards to that. And then also, I guess I asked this of Kirk yesterday, who is um, maybe the restricted free agent that you would like to, uh, that you think is a. 
Good stuff, Ike. Uh, we'll start with the John Collins thing because my thing is, I mean, yeah, there's been questions about Collins and KP together, but uh, we had a we had a Hawks reporter on this past season. You can probably find that that episode. I think it was sometime in December, but uh, he he came on the pod and we were talking about the rumbles about John Collins maybe being traded. And he basically said that, you know, just looking at the type of player Collins is and, you know, he's not the greatest defender, but he's made strides there these la- this last season and a half. He basically said he'd be a perfect fit next to KP. Uh, maybe not the version of KP we saw in the playoffs, but, you know, just in a vacuum. So I, I my thinking is, and Matt, you can chime in, but I mean – I feel like if you can play Maxi Kleba next to uh, next to KP, or if you pay, play Dorian next to uh, KP as a small ball four, I don't know why John Collins wouldn't work. And I do think it's a realistic option because I honestly don't think the Hawks want to pay him. So, yeah, I just I don't see how the Hawks can pay him. Right? I mean they. They have so many other things that they're they're concerned about, and while he's a very good player, and I would love for the Mavericks to have him um, in what the quote unquote Dwight Powell should have been role. Um, I mean, there's I just don't see a feasible way for him to stay with Atlanta. I mean, they've they've got way too many concerns. I mean, look, the owner the owner basically came out and. He did everything except straight up say John Collins is not worth a max contract. <laughs> like, that's basically what he said in that article from The Athletic a few weeks ago. So he was talking about like, oh, maybe we can work something out. Well, no. I mean, y'all tried to work something out for less than a max before the season, and that's why y'all didn't come to an agreement. So, I mean, he's going to get a max from somebody. And his max isn't a super max, so I think it it start out at like what? 26 27 million a year so he's he's gonna get it from somebody so i mean I, I could see it being an option i don't think atlanta will will keep him but all right matt uh we're not gonna have as much time to talk about this as as i originally wanted but uh we did get a lot of good stuff a lot of a lot of good guests today and i just wanted to end on this note but luca uh him and the slovenian national team are in the Olympics, and it's first time for Luca. Uh, they beat out Lithuania in uh, that qualifying match uh, a few weeks ago, and I mean they were really good throughout that entire process. Uh, every game they played, they look like they have really good chemistry. Obviously, Tim, Team USA isn't what we're accustomed to. Uh, they're still probably the favorites just because of overall talent, but. It doesn't seem like they have the greatest of chemistry. Uh, the, the roster isn't as good as what it normally is. They don't have LeBron or Steph or, you know, a couple other guys that we're accustomed to seeing there. They do have KD. They do have Dame. Uh, but I guess my question to you, Matt, is how confident are you in Luka's ability or the Slovenian national team's ability to really make a run in these Olympics? Because... In my opinion, you can make the argument for KD, but I mean, just overall talent-wise, what they've done in the NBA the last two years, 
I would argue that Luca is the best player in the field. So, I mean, I I would give him a fighter's a fighter's chance. I think they've got a great shot. I mean, look, this may be a hot take because I mean, who if I who am I if not the the, the hot take man on this podcast? But I don't really I mean, injuries obviously play a factor in this statement and this take, but Slovenia has the best player in the tournament. Right? That's what I said. That's what I said. Arguably, I mean, you could make the the argument for Kevin Durant, just overall resume and everything, but just individually what they've done for us recently, I feel like you have to go. Yeah, I mean, but I I guess what I'm saying is even without all that, I I, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. They have the best player in the tournament. So my, my hot take here is that, I mean, I think they could potentially win the thing. I mean, it, it's going to be very hard to get past the United States, but as if, as you know, we saw in the exhibition stuff, maybe it's not going to be as hard as we thought. Um, you know, the other the other countries, there's some talent around the whole tournament, but when you have the best player in the tournament and you have a pretty good roster around him that knows how to play with him, I mean, I don't see any reason why they can't at least make a final. I mean, I, I haven't seen the bracket, so maybe maybe they have to play the United States earlier than that, and I don't know, but. If if the structure of the of the tournament is such that it allows them to avoid the United States until a final, I don't see any reason why they can't make it to that final. And in that one game scenario where anything can happen, and you have Luka Doncic on your team and he's the best player in the tournament, I mean they could theoretically win the thing. I mean maybe I'm way off. I mean I don't know, but they, I mean they know how to play with Luka. Yeah, that, that means I agree. It's it's it, that's been proven. I mean, look at look at what he did in in the Eurobasket tournaments when he was seventeen. I mean, he was they were playing good teams. Like KP was in that tournament. Like there were other really good players in that tournament. So yeah, it, 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 I it, I think it would be foolish to count them out. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'd like place money on it, saying like, yeah, they're definitely going to win it. But would it shock me if Slovenia ended up winning gold? No, it absolutely would not because, I mean, it's a really talented roster. And Luca, as we've seen, you know, in the NBA and his previous stuff, you know, his stuff he's done overseas before, he raises the level of the people around him. So I, I'm i excited about it. Uh, if you guys want to watch Luca, he's playing tomorrow night against, uh, let's see, Argentina. At 11.40 p.m. tomorrow night. <laughs> so, if y'all want to stay up uh, late and watch Luca in the first game, that's where uh, that's what's happening. I think you can watch it on the Watch ESPN app, if I'm not mistaken. And then they'll play, let's see, Japan on July 28th, also at 11.40 p.m. So, that's something to look forward to this week, or this weekend and this week. Uh, as we get ready for the draft and free agency coming up uh, the week after that. So, Matt, anything else you want to add here before we take off? Uh, well, I'm going to shamelessly plug, plug, plug my new podcast. Um, I literally just published the new episode to, to Anchor. So I'm about to social that bitch out here in a second and uh, hopefully get a few listens. And then 
if everything goes to plan and I, I reach my listener mark, then I will be able to join the Blue Wire Network as the Longhorns podcast and um, start doing these green room things. I mean, I guess I could do them anyway, but I've got the Blue Wire tag. So I feel like I sh- if I'm doing the green, worm, the green room thing with a Blue Wire tag, I should probably be doing it with a Blue Wire podcast. But you know, maybe that's just me. Yeah, y'all definitely go check out Matt's stuff, especially if you're a Longhorns person, because I have no doubt that is going to be some really, really good content. And it's a really good time to to listen to it as well, because like I mentioned before, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, they're looking to join the SEC. So that is a fun time to get into all that. Um, Well, guys, look, we appreciate you coming and listening with us again and appreciate all the guests we had up here. They always give us really good stuff. Look, as always, if y'all listen on Apple Podcasts, go leave us a review there. Uh, we've been giving out T-shirts left and right. All you got to do is just put a you know your Twitter ad or Instagram, some form of social media where we can get in contact with you to see where to ship it to. Uh, but, yeah, we've been giving out a ton of those things lately. So be sure to do that. Uh, be sure to join us early next week. We're going to have a pre-draft pod. Uh, we're going to have some really good stuff into free agency and even after that. And we're just going to keep this thing rolling all off season long. So we appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your weekend, and we will see you next time. Let me step back for a minute. 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 Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.